son of a bitch. I got the wrong glasses. Bam, we're live. <clears throat> Bam. I want to have a uh, vitamin C expert on. Caleb in the his house. All right. All right. Let's do it. Caleb, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? Hey. Hey. Shoot. Someone needs to tell Dave uh, his weekend review. He didn't have the headset on right. Shit. All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. Rambler, hi. You're going to run and tell Dave that right now? He's in the room next door. Uh, Zachary Kadats, daily training, uh, daily dating trip. So glad we get Greg on every week. I know, crazy, right? <clears throat> I'm not sure what exactly I'm going to do with this information but i find it absolutely flattering and fills me with pride oh, i guess i'll continue later hey hey what's up dude how are you awesome how are you i've turned my volume up i'm good man living oh, we... the life right or say it again living the life yeah, I wish we would. I would have played. Wish we would have played some uh, Bob Marley when you came on, like Africa Unite. Something. Yeah, we're hearing. A, we're hearing a fair amount of reggae music. The uh, Seychelles. That's off the coast of Kenya. Yeah, in Somalia. And belongs to the continent of Africa. Yes. Is it the tip of a volcano or something? Why is it sticking out? I know you. No, I know seems, you like stuff like that. Yeah, in the uh, Indian Ocean, all of the islands, with the exception of the uh, Seychelles, are uh, volcanic. You know, made of igneous rock and the volcanic remnants. But uh, this is a uh, uh, big chunk of granite that I guess just through sublimation got thrusted up out of the ocean and formed a uh, formed this series of islands absent volcanic activity what are the um implications that um i know like, like you're some sort of geologist but um what are the implications that it's on granite like there's oil under there or it's it's i um, have no idea can't grow food have, or yeah i don't know i don't know but it, you know where we are in arizona we're on the very edge of that colorado plateau and uh it's a, one of the largest geological formations on earth bigger than any mountain and uh, the belief is that uh that the heart of ganawana land was that plateau but anyways it's uh, all the dirt and earth of arizona is uh, decomposed granite oh. and so i i recognize the look of it all you know and um, uh, Kenya had just amazing people, uh, exceedingly nice, polite, spoke the Queen's English. Just is it is it like that there? It is. It is. What, what do the people look like? Is French their native language? Are they black? Yeah, they're Creole, and uh, they're uh, kind of a European featured, uh, very often uh, dark skinned people, and that and just uh. uh you know, black folks, but like our, our captain on the boat is, uh, is, uh, uh father was Swiss and German or, uh, yeah, Swiss and German. And his mother was African and you can see it. He looks like a, a black, uh, uh, buddy Holly with the glasses. <laughs> Why do I think Creole or the, um, uh, uh, 
kind of like um, hard to understand real white people that are in Louisiana that eat crayfish. There is there is that, but uh, there's those people the, too. Yeah, throughout wherever the wherever the French found uh, colonial success, you end up with a remnant population that speaks Creole. It seems. So we saw it in St. Lucia, Belize. I mean, everywhere. But you hear a lot of Creole here, and there's Creole restaurants and cooking, and it's great. Okay. L- l- last dumb question: Is Creole? Uh, does it sound English, or it's fr- it's a kind of? Uh, it's it I, sounds French. very French. French. Yeah, okay. It sounds okay. very French. <clears throat> so it's a like a, a French um, dialect, almost even. I would think that'd be fair to say. Okay. But they they are, uh, you know. Bonsoirs, Bazou. I mean, it's it's close. You can kind of figure it out. If you know even a little bit of French, you know a little bit of Creole. It's got a country. It's got like a. Do they have their own currency? They have their own currency, the rupee, and uh, they've got a new government that uh, eliminated all kinds of corruption. Is the story, and uh, I'm bought in. It's it's a it's a good place. I didn't know they had enough people to have corruption. Isn't it tiny? It's very tiny. Yeah. Uh, Judy uh, Reed, uh, good evening. Uh, good evening. Hi. Uh, Ken Walters, yeah. uh, good evening, Greg and uh, uh, Sevon. 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 Hey, good evening. We're, uh, you know, it's uh, seven in the morning here, seven in the evening there. And boy, is that convenient when you're trying to interface with back home. 12 hours. 12 hours, man. I think Armenia is on to, the same time. You don't have to play with your watch. How far away is Armenia from where you sit? Crazy. I don't know that, right? Let me see. Yeah. Ar- Armenia. And then what do I just go to maps? Because I'm, we're 10,200 miles away. Um, Sevi, you and I were due to leave Mombasa once. And we had a flight into, uh, from Mombasa to Nairobi on Somalia Airlines. Right. And um, I know you know the story, but I'm sharing it through you, with Please. you, with everyone. Please. But uh, the Somalia Airlines, they, like the jet looked like it was duct taped together, and they didn't even have a computerized flight manifesto. They had a yellow legal tablet, and, and they, she identified our names in Arabic, on the, which was a sight to see. And then the flight got canceled, which was somewhat of a relief. And we were having trouble working a flight back home. I'm not going to give all the details of this. Some of it was kind of funny. But uh, was that uh, that we, we were talking to the lady outside the airport? We were there several it, times, but it was like the booth outside the airport. Is she, her own glass private booth? Yeah, and we, we okay. were tr- just trying, just trying to get home. And yep, finally, and we're like, "You got anything to Phoenix? No, L.A. No." And so, realizing that we were twelve hours away, time wise, I just got the idea: like, how? What's the farthest fucking place you can send me? And it turned out it was Chicago, so we took it. Oh. And so we went home via Chicago and then went in Chicago, finagled a, a flight to to San Francisco. Or what was your was. thinking on that? What if she would have said St. Petersburg? Like, what was your logic on that? I'm up. Well, it's I'm on the exact wrong side of the earth. Home is oh. on the top and I'm on right. the bottom. And right. the farthest away you can get me, I'll deal with it again from there. I feel like I looked at a globe once in that in that if you drilled straight down from Santa Cruz through the center of the earth, you do come out like in Kenya or something. Yeah, oh, um, Caleb, I can see it doesn't matter, but I can see the reflection of the screen in your glasses. So if you have any porn open, 
I don't know. Good to know. Yeah, just (laughs) just in case. Yeah, just in case. I don't want you to get uh, canceled. Canceled. If you know what I mean. God forbid. The new speaker of the house has a porn monitoring app on his phone and computer, and and then a, a responsibility partner for monitoring and it reports your responsibility partner any kind of uh inappropriate stuff you're looking at and his partner's his 17 year old son no shit yeah and i was just like oh man it should have been some really private shit Um, i i think i like that guy what's the guy's name johnson is it can you google his name um johnson and then porn caleb no shit, a responsibility. Yeah, that doesn't seem... Partner. I like the guy. That doesn't seem right to do that with your son. It seems a little weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, maybe maybe he's just... It's just so, He's doing it for his son and participating. Right. Um, and he said he was happy to report that his son wasn't looking at any porn at all. In the video dug up by ex-users receipt Maven last week, Johnson described his use of covenant eyes as an app that monitors activity on computer devices and reports potentially pornographic content to a predetermined ally. What does this mean in the video dug up by X users receipt? Uh, that means like Twitter users receipts, maybe? He had, I think that he, he, had, he had openly bragged about the, the thing. He was proud of it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think it's shameful. It's just, it's odd. No. But, I don't think it's know, shameful either, crowd, but it's weird. That that crowd that's driving around in their Priuses thinking they're avoiding a doomsday climate scenario with their mask on to protect the world's health, um, confident in their belief that there's no difference between men and women. So, so men should be in women's sports. Um, that crowd will, will lock onto this and it will be the issue. And that's why it's making the press. It is because what we don't want to talk about is are the real issues. Oh, what is their what is their problem with it? Why why doesn't the um, the Prius drivers like it? It's it's the same thing that's for you and I. It's just kind of a weird thing. But it's not it's not weird relative to um, asking a man who has the unquenchable desire to dress up as a woman and read story time to kids, and for parents to invite those people into their schools and and, and protest and fight for their rights to read to your kids. That's fucking weird. I it's, can explain. I can explain why that's weird. Yeah, it's there's no there's no good intention there. the The problem is is that it's it's going to be a distraction. Um, it's it's funny, and I think it's funny. Um, and that will be discussed instead of the issues because they can't have discussion on the issues. Right. Um, it's almost like every single aspect of Trump that we all find deplorable and there's a lot to find deplorable and most of it is insignificant to the greater issues um the, uh the crossfit uh, andrew hiller um who you met at the uh bsi event. i know andrew okay and, yeah. and then you met him at the uh, chicago game um, yep. He made a vi- he made a video on um, CrossFit's chief marketing officer. And yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen that. Send it to me. Okay, 
and he is the it, it's the first i mean i didn't I, I guess he was hired 11 months ago according to andrew's video and i didn't know much about him but one of the things that um is interesting is he has and andrew points this out he has a post he has a post of greta thunberg and it says thank you for being a great leader he has the post of the black square and it says i've taken off my hashtags not to disrupt from the event he has a, a, a orange square that's like all this anti-gun stuff without talking about what the what the effects would be if you outlawed guns in the United States. He has pictures of himself wearing two masks. He posted a picture of his um, vaccine card. He brags about how he quarantined for um, 12 weeks. He talks about how he worked at Twitter and helped build Twitter up for nine years. And now um, uh, when Elon bought it, it was a shame and he was going to get off of Twitter, which he, he, he didn't. Um, and. It, it goes on and on. Yeah. So he's got so he's got all the what he thinks are the perfect credentials to to lead and market for a large organization, a successful international business, and he and he comes across a a, a large coterie of truly authentic people. For over time, he comes to realize he doesn't have a fucking thing in the world for him because there's nothing about a real person. The the guy in the Prius wearing his mask to avoid climate and 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 uh health disaster um has there's nothing to offer he said he doesn't live in the real world he lives in the postmodern world where politically and deliberately there's been a suspension of of intellect and morality that's that he lives in and i can tell you i'll tell you right now he's 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 condemning israel for what they're doing in for their liberation of the palestinian people from the horrors and terrors of hamas He's condemning it. I promise it. It's a, it's all in a package. I, you know, I this is my new thing. We see these people. I see people in Priuses wearing masks driving by themselves, and I can tell you everything about them. I know they think there's no difference between men and women. I know they think that diversity is more important than merit. Um, on and on. It's an easy list of things. And and each of them each of them requires a suspension of intellect, so that you'll swallow immorality so like the, Greta these are the same people by this is the same mindset that ignored uh hitler's attempt to eliminate the jewish people from the face of the earth new york times it is the same mindset yes the, the, the same, same logic same dynamics same, yeah 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 we've got to we've, we've got to get you to lock onto a bill of bullshit goods before I'm going to get you to sign on to things that in normal times would be seen as, as profoundly wrong to the point of being just blatantly evil. That's where we're at. I need you to believe that Greta Thunberg is a great leader for climate change. And then the next thing is, is like, Hey, let's kill these people because you'll believe anything. It's, it's on the way to my mom's got a cock and dad's trying to get pregnant and don't laugh or you're, you're, a, you're a, a transphobe. You and, and and you think that the cross you know crowd... here's one like Islamophobe like you know who's afraid of Islam? Well, I think a lot of people are afraid of Islam. Well, they they and the the media portrays them as chanting death to the Jews. I mean, I've seen that you know every other week for fifty years. Hey, pick an Islamic and, and, country and you want to America. live in. I I have no religion. Is there is there an Islamic country I would would want to live in? And no. the answer is no. And it, maybe, it may maybe. have nothing to do with religion. It may have right. nothing to do with religion. What, UAE? 
Well, no, I was maybe thinking Indonesia, but but probably not. Shit could go sideways there. I was thinking like Bali. But but actually I don't think the actual island of Bali is Muslim. I think that's where the like the 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 minority um religion is. Yeah, we were when on the way here we went to Qatar and uh you know the Hamas leadership lives there and the place is beautiful. I mean, it's modern. It's it's gorgeous, unbelievable, but it's not for me. Um, um, what do you think that those things, when, when you say that believing those things is an intellectual failing, I've heard you talk about that before, that sort that the whole liberal mindset is an intellectual failing, that you don't get there through intellect. You don't get there through two plus two is four or plant a tree today and in three years you'll have fruit, that there's there's a, a failing somewhere of a connection of the dots. Yeah, you know, there was this line about uh, if you're if you're not a socialist at 20, you have no heart. And if mm -hmm. you're a socialist at 60, you have no brain. Mm -hmm. um, I firmly believe that that uh, liberalism in adults is a failed intellectual development. Mm. Clearly, clearly. I mean, I get the idea of rent control. We're going to protect poor people, right? Right. And look and, and look what it does. It creates slums every single fucking time is what it does. Yeah. And it's where all the crime is. It's 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 the way to create a slum out of a reasonable neighborhood and that rent control. Um, the the crazy minimum wage in California. McDonald's come out. Hey, you know what? We're going to have more kiosks. We're going to have less employees. There's going to be a tough, tough competition for jobs. And the price of everything is going to go up and we're going to close stores. Um, and they, they just had a great quarter, by the way. McDonald's uh, more, is kicking ass right now. More minimum wage increases hitting California employers soon, effective January 1st, 2024. The general statewide minimum wage will increase by 50 cents, bringing the hourly rate from 1550 to 16. Um, uh, Caleb, I think that there's an article I put in there that shows actually in April it will be going to $20. Yeah, there's a there's a there is a date for a $20 figure. So and and that's going to that's going to turn into a to a uh, you know you mean dirtier bathrooms slower service all that powder. shit sure 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 all under the guise of it being nice so so they have this idea but they don't consider what the outcome is they just like the idea i mean that's are, what you're saying there are young people whose talents and uh and just let's just call it talents and station in life makes them a good deal at $12 an hour and an absurdity at 20. And they're going to be driven out of the driven out of the job market. So you can count on unemployment and increased prices. That combined with the with the uh, blue city law enforcement is going to push uh, Mickey D's out of out of shitty areas. Oh, you know someone else. This um, this uh, this guy, Josh Grau. I saw a post of his where he was supporting um, Wiener, the guy out of San Francisco that we met with. Wiener was also one of the ones supporting the law that would allow um, uh, would it make it illegal to interview parents or to do investigations on babies that died within the first seven days of being born. I don't, I, and I guess that would be the moral failing, right? To actually pass a law saying yeah. if a baby died in the first seven days of its life, you couldn't investigate it. I know it's, it's, 
you know, when we when we sold the company, they want to know who got our sales department. We don't see any data on sales department. I mean, what would they sell? I mean, it's like affiliation. And so they had this vision of people cold calling. I don't know. What is it? When, when we sat across the table at Reebok, we were introduced to their CMO. And Dave kicks me under the table and writes on a notepad, what's a CMO? And I wrote back, it's the chief M officer. I don't know what the fuck it is either, right? <laughs> but we didn't, we, didn't do, we didn't do marketing. What we did was, was fitness. We were experts on, on health, wellness, and sickness and knew nothing of marketing and didn't care about marketing and weren't trying to market anything. Uh, I, I want to come and back a, to that. A, market, a, a CMO is going to find quickly that he's, he's got nothing to do that's going to help people that are, that are running a gym. Hey, it took an enormous intellectual effort on my part, lots of lots of consternation and, and, and contemplation and interviewing, looking around to realize that we at the HQ could only find success in supporting the affiliates and doing those things they couldn't do themselves. And that looked like uh, defensive, uh, 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 defending against predatory legislation, um, going on the offense with litigation, validating the methods of the, of the affiliate, and uh, education further along those lines as to the value of what they were doing. So it came down to validation, education, litigation, and legislation. All those things that you couldn't do because you were cleaning your bathroom and training and taking care of people. And I, I still can't imagine anything other than that having any kind of value to them. Real big picture, what you used to tell me about media the direction you would give me, obviously, some of the really big picture things was obviously do the right things for the right reasons uh, for the right people. You would also yep. say, um, uh, don't ever make anything that's um, selling anything. Always make things that's adding value. You would always say, hey, speak directly to the affiliates. Give the affiliates um, content that like that speaks to them because people would say to you, well, Greg, people who don't do CrossFit aren't going to understand this. And you're like, well, the affiliates will understand it. I'm making stuff for my fucking affiliates. We speak to you would you really like speaking to the inside crowd. You changed that a little bit as we crossed over into 2017 and 18 and you wanted to and we started focusing more on the cure for the world's most vexing problem. Um, those those are things that I don't think that they. Oh, here's another thing. We would post something in the journal. Let's say some uh, let's say some uh, squat there, a video on squat therapy. And then we would want to put a link in there for more. Feel free to buy a seminar. And you'd be like, no, don't put that in there. And we would argue with you and be like, but Greg, people might want more and they might want to buy a seminar. You're like, dude, I'm not trying to sell seminars. And it was something, it was something, it, it took, I mean, that's a fucking hard thing to get your head, someone to get their head wrapped around, right? Hey, you know, we, there was a point where we were, we had uh, experts on bit delivery on and told us that this free information does well until you get to what was it i don't remember the number i hate to make numbers up to but i think seven or ten terabytes a month and you're going to go broke quickly after that that experience has proven that over and over again and brian offered up well we delivered 40 terabytes last month and we're growing at 15 to 20 percent annually so they, they had it exactly wrong exactly wrong i had i had countless times business people it, it, and after a while, they were considerably less successful than we had been, telling us that the $1,000 uh, seminar was a mistake. You need to make it $999.95. Oh, I remember. 20% more. 
Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If you don't realize $999.95 is a fucking thousand dollars, I don't want you sitting in a chair at my seminar. You never wanted our, you, 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 I remember one time, uh, the first time Reebok tried to do a sale on our gear and you were, you called up fucking the CEO over there and mashed them. We don't do, we don't put our shit on sale. We got hit with in Europe with the value added tax. And so all the experts says, you just have to raise the, the cost of your seminar. And I go, the fuck I don't. My seminar is still a thousand dollars. Plus here's what your country's going to take from you. You know, right, right, not, right. I'm not collecting that. That's them. Right. Uh, Barry McCogginer, um, uh, what is that? Some orange mango tea you're drinking? You know, I don't know what it is, but it's. Does it have caffeine? It looks like it's your morning drink. Yeah, it's got caffeine and it's not sweet. It's got a sourness to it. So I'm kind of cool with it. Are you in a boat or are you in a room? No, I'm. we actually got off the boat yesterday and came to a hotel here the sixth sense it's absolutely magnificent four um, seasons oh, kind of quality uh is, is that a window behind you um no it's uh but there's one in front of me oh oh good lighting uh barry mccockiner yeah, barry my barry mccockiner i love it i, I, I would have missed that i know i was trying to trying to wink hinge you hinge it off to you too obvious caleb why yeah, are we maybe a little more Don subtle next time. I think, I think let me Don read this real is... quick, Greg, for the people who, yeah. who, because the vast majority of people listen to the podcast, they don't see it. Oh, why aren't we holding uh, Mr. Don Fall accountable? He's the one making the hiring decisions, uh, DeCooch and uh, and Grau. Uh, why aren't we holding him accountable for the last two hires? I think he's an honorable guy. I think he's a good guy, and I think he's trying hard, and I think he has an impossible task. I think I've said before, were I tasked with wringing every fucking cent out of this thing that I possibly could, I don't know what I would do. But again, I, I built an organization that I would eagerly participate in, and none of that had anything to do with seeing how much revenue I could extract from the affiliates. And he has he has an obligation to do that. And that obligation is a fiduciary obligation to the shareholders. And they've hired him to do that. And it's a, it's a job I wouldn't take, uh, chiefly because I, I have no sense of how I could do it. Because from my reference point, at the point that you want me selling shoes in my gym, and we've got CrossFit aid and CrossFit jump ropes and CrossFit dumbbells, and the things become predatory towards rogue, which is inevitability, um, I would be out. And so I wouldn't, I don't, I don't have a sense of how you do that without losing everyone. And they're not going to be able to do it. They're not going to be able to turn the, what is it? Nine, 10,000 affiliates left. They're not going to be able to turn that into nine or 10,000 points of presence or points of sale. Um, I, the, the best Don could do, I think would be to protect the people like Dale King and Josh Honeycutt. The best he could is this thing unwinds and and ends up packaged packaged and sold for someone else to exploit what do you mean as this thing unwinds well i think it's i think it's in collapse right well i i was actually thinking this morning that it's dead but not in a bad way dead it's it's like a skeleton and like basically well, basically the leader the has of this company has to be able to be so raw and authentic that if, if anyone says anything you're comfortable just saying fuck off like, like the people that own this thing have no sense of what they own. None at all. Right. None I at agree. all. Okay. They can't, they can't, they couldn't begin to explain Craig Howard or Dale King or Josh Honeycutt. Right. They couldn't begin to. 
Right. And everything they do will be irritating and foreign to them. And they're sticking around out of some brand loyalty. But the truth of the matter is that the entirety of it is in wonderfully good shape because the magic lies in the relationship that each mm. of those good men and women have with the people that come into their box. And if you don't call it CrossFit at some point and you just call it Craig's Gym, it will be just as good. It's not made better by being called CrossFit. Yeah, that every affiliate a, I have on here says they're doing great. They're having fun. They don't really like they know everything's being fucked course. up, but but it'd be, be in their doors, behind their doors, shit's great. The miracles happen. Of course. Yes. And and that's why in the struggle for for legitimacy, for for utility, for relevance, that's the word. In our struggle for relevance, um, we came up with this validation, education, legislation, and litigation. And so when the soda pop decides that CrossFit's got to go and they pay the NSCA to fake some data on a study with us, we sue them into the next fucking time zone, you know? And uh, it was very effective. So what happens to new ownership? Settle that suit in silence. It, it, it stinks to high heaven. The NSCA case, we, we, do you think we'll ever know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. By, by ever know, you think it'll but ever I don't, you think it'll be I public? think it's going to leak. I think someone's going to yeah. come forward, like the guys that yeah. sat with Brett Ewers in in the in the bar in D.C., telling them that they worked for uh, a, not pedestrian group, but another lobbying organization that was working for the American Beverage Association, announced the Coca-Cola campaign, Operation Sparkle, to unseat me. Right. By the way, the gym here at this hotel is Techno Gym. And that's basically Coca-Cola. That was the they were the they were the proud co-sponsors of exercises medicine when Coke made its enormously successful foray into the fitness space through exercises medicine and actually got it baked into the Affordable Care Act. I mean, imagine imagine my shock to find out that there's another there's another eight hundred pound gorilla in the room other than CrossFit and it's exercises medicine and it's nothing but Coca-Cola. Right. Uh, Tyler Watkins uh, from the Heat One app. Uh, just a an FYI for minimum wage. It was started in Mississippi or Alabama to keep jobs for whites who were losing jobs to black people due to undercutting prices. Back pocket facts. Uh, Ian Arzvold. Uh, Arzvold. Uh, I was shocked when I I was shocked when I stopped at McDonald's for a coffee. Went on the road and there wasn't anyone taking orders, all kiosk. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing that shit, too. I got a bag of breakfast checks and uh, ultimate cheeseburgers for me and the four kids traveling recently. And I think it was I think it was forty seven dollars. Wow. Yeah. Rodeo Drive McDonald's. Call her. Hi. Hey, call her. Oh hi! Hold on. Of course, of course, there, it, it's just normal, normal problems here at the Seven Podcast. Hey, Sebi, I'm sound and, and uh, image good. Yeah, you sound great. Your image isn't as, as great as it. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's good. It's better than it's better than Caleb's. Caleb hasn't. Said hey, Sebi, you got me, baby. I guess I do. I do have you. There we go. I went ashore without my laptop. Oh, Blade, what's up? Uh, Greg, Blade is a. Uh, I don't know if you met Blade before. Longtime CrossFitter, uh, police officer, um, out of uh, California. Hi, Blade. Thank you for your service. Hey, what's up, man? I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate the love. 
Um, I wanted to chime in because two Blake, things. Can I you have stop my... doing jumping jacks while you talk to us? I'm sorry. Well, I'm actually on a I'm on a rough march right now. <laughs> oh, okay. And go if ahead. It, if it's, disrupt, if it's no, disrupting no, my sound no, too much, no. then I'm busting your balls. You go ahead. You ruck away. Oh. Okay, go ahead. I, I actually have met Coach Glassman and it, it speaks to him. He practiced what he preaches because if it weren't for me knowing who he was, I wouldn't know how big time he was. So he he's the freaking man. But uh, hearing you guys hearing you guys talking, every time I hear Coach Glassman speak, it reminds me of an analogy like just got to stick to the fundamentals and CrossFit is getting too cute. And I know you're new to football, Sevy, but there's a few basic plays that you can run and kill a team with. You just run the ball, get three yards, get five yards, get two yards, get seven yards. And you can work your way down the field with just the fundamentals. But then every once in a while, a coach will think he's too cute and want to run a double reverse flicker pass and it'll get intercepted. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? We were just killing the team with our basic formations, running basic plays, sticking to the fundamentals. And uh, it feels like CrossFit's getting away from the fundamentals, getting too cute, trying to hire all these outside sources that don't know the game, that aren't, you know, aren't homegrown from one of us because it worked for whatever super billion-dollar company. But that's not... That's not our culture, and that's not what we're about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think they're trying to bring – I spoke to a couple um, uh, Facebook executives this past week, which was interesting, and they know some of the people, and they know what's going on here, and they were saying, hey, beware. What they're basically doing is, is they're trying to bring in um, Silicon Valley culture, and that is not the culture right. of CrossFit. And, and, but, but there's two things. I think I agree with, with the sentiment that it, it won't survive. But these people are like, hey, dude, they'll try to fucking corrupt you with all the fucking woke talk, all the fucking crazy talk, hiring people, you know, all the anti-Martin Luther King shit. So, right, and, and quite frankly, it, as long as the big dogs aren't scared, that's not that's not that big of a problem. Because if you're not scared, you'll stand by your values. But the pro- but the problem is, motherfuckers be scared to ruffle some feathers and hurt some feelings on the base of their values and actual factuals. You mean, employee, you, know you mean employees at CrossFit might be scared? Yeah, employees at CrossFit and the higher up the employees are and the higher up that fear goes, the more it's going to crumble. Because if you're scared and your boss is scared, you know, their boss is scared, it starts with the, it starts with the, the big dogs. And we need big dogs that aren't scared to stand steady to their values. Because if I know my boss has my back, and we're our values are deep rooted, then we're good to go. Yeah, and we but knew that when Greg was at the helm. Yeah, we could all kind of walk around exactly. with a little finger in there, like fuck you. Yeah, we have the cure for the world's most vexing Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know right. when you and, and when you, you believed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're running a box and you're firsthand participant in the miracle of renewed health and and all the wonder that happens in the in the application of what we do, the power of 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 this program it's almost impossible to believe that the people that represent you at hq are yawning at all of that and they just pay lip service to it but what they're really excited by is the is that you're a point of presence and could sell the sell some they could sell you some shit or get you better yet to sell some shit for them and to the extent right, that that's successful Yep, pretty soon the guys like Craig Howard and Dale King are going to realize that they don't want to stand abreast with the people that are there 
selling shoes and CrossFit aid and CrossFit jump ropes and CrossFit kettlebells. That that's very different than what I've done. It's a, it, what, what we implemented was the professionalization of the training space and what the MBA will find unavoidable is to, is to turn that into, into a, a money stream. And so it's like a guy that wants nothing more in the world than to make the world's best fucking pizza and, and achieves that. And we, we metric that by the enormous lines lining up at his pizza parlor. There are people that look at that big line and they just see the dollar. And they think, man, if I could get my hands on that, I'm rich and we'll have a whole bunch of these. And the guy that was making the pizza may not have been thinking about money outside of I have to I have to pay for the cheese and the crust and keep the lights on. For me, and I, you know, we, right. we use this at Harvard Business School that the goal of an airline isn't to burn jet fuel. The, the goal of the airline is to get people safely from safely and comfortably and uh, economically from point A to point B to the extent that you're successful at that goal you're going to be burning a lot of jet fuel, but that's not the goal. Right. And it's just like that with money and business. The world's best products don't come out of people that are fully and completely or entirely consumed with revenue. Hey, Blade. Thanks, brother. Thanks for calling, dude. Yep. I I appreciate y'all, man. Again, thanks for your service and stay safe and, uh, you, we got to get you retired as soon as that's possible. <laughs> I feel it, man. I feel it. I still, I still love it, and I still love people. So I appreciate your kind words, and I'm going to just keep trying to humanize the badge. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Blade. It, everyone in the oh, ring knows why we sleep safely at night. It's not the gun under your pillow. Thank you, brother. <laughs> right. Appreciate you. Peace. All, all right, sir. Uh, three beautiful kids, crazy beautiful kids, and one beautiful yeah, I, way. The name sounds very familiar. Yeah, he got. I mean, you might know him by a different name. He likes to stay a little bit anonymous. I'll give you the more more details on him. Uh, he's Do I know on, him for sure? He's on the show. I um, uh, 50, 50, 50, okay. 50. Uh, Allegra R. Um, if they would have never canceled Greg out, a marketing team wouldn't have been necessary. The media team at CFHQ was the marketing team. That's true. And the affiliate team. Right, right, right. Hey, I, I, I do think that they also made a mistake getting rid of the Gary Gaines guy. I think he was a good front man. I think he uh, having a, a big, strong guy with a great smile who's worked 10 years, uh, who's been doing CrossFit for 10 years, who can walk the walk and talk the talk. Uh, I, th- I think the affiliates wanted, wanted – I think he would have been g- a great – yeah, I think, it's, I think that was a, a, a big mistake. He was he was one of the only people that that they presented that seemed honest and sincere. Yeah, from the from the new from kind of the new bunch from the tech bunch that yeah. came in. Yeah, yeah. Did did you see the interview um, by any chance? Any clips with Joe Rogan and uh, Elon Musk? No, is that was the one where they, where they smoked a joint. This is more recent. This is in the last couple of weeks. I think they and, do that regularly, but yeah. And um, Elon basically said to Joe, Joe said, hey, why'd you buy Twitter? And he said, I don't want to sound melodramatic, but um, there's a mind virus. And it was in the megaphone for the mind virus was coming out of Twitter. And what they were doing is is they were silencing any thought against the, the mind virus or that didn't work with the mind virus. 
And if you look around the Twitter building in San Francisco, you can see the mind virus. It's just the zombie apocalypse is here. Those are Elon's words. And you and I have been talking about the zombies for five years and people thought we were joking. You, you were attacked by a zombie one time at a, a, a Starbucks. You had to beat him down. Uh, but um, it, it really is. It, it really is kind of a mind virus. More and more, I'm, I, like, I don't like it because I think it's offensive. And the people who have the mind virus might automatically get defensive to the to to the to being called that. But it really is. I, I like better. You're it, he's calling what he's calling a mind virus is what you are calling an intellectual failing. Yeah, I, I agree entirely with him, and I've used completely different words, but I get the sentiment, and I, I know yeah. what he's talking about. And in fact, what he did was more noble than he's, he's yeah, I think he's being humble, oddly enough. Right. Um, Twitter was an instrument of an evil government, ours. And he exposed Yeah, he that. goes on to say that, too. Sorry, he does say that, too. He said okay. it was a tool of the government. Good. It had to be taken away. Yes, he did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and whether it fails or not, whether everyone at Twitter loses their job or not, it would be it would be it would have been a noble thing to do to spend that money and flush it down the fucking toilet because it was doing it was it was censoring essential truths about our health and well-being perpetrated by a fraudulent government their role in covid is unforgivable and the government's exploitation of of what they did I, I was on, on the show the other day. I was thinking about um, the kind of the collision of events that were horrible that have happened. One was uh, what the George Floyd incident um, did to uh, the reputation of cops and basically the defund the police movement. And just that that's made it so cops aren't engaging criminals. Uh, then shutting down the um, the basically the U.S. economy for two years, that those that those two things together uh and then, and then the third thing is leaving the border open, and it's like a world class dumpster fire. It's like holy shit. Do you see those three things as being like oh shit? Those yeah, are the three I big ones. That, I think that economic ruin is the is the tool and the fruit of socialism. Mm. And what pushed socialism is, and part of the components of so socialism was pushed by this kind of hatred towards the police, which help us make sure capitalism works, defending people's properties. We're gonna we're gonna end up with failed law enforcement, which is gonna give give need to federal law enforcement. Which which is which is uh, needed for the socialist plan. Yeah, it's. It's top-down, complete control. Um, you, you, when you and I were talking the other day, we were talking about how uh, you were sharing with me that fifty percent of the politicians in Nazi before before you know they they started taking the Jews Jews away to kill them. Fifty percent of the politicians were Jewish, and fifty percent of the doctors were Jewish. Yes, meaning that the that. It doesn't mean anything at any time if we just keep allowing all of this crazy shit to happen and people don't stand up to it. At one point, it's just going to tip like this fucking lady, Letitia Ward, or Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, who's just openly attacking people for the color of their skin and their sex, their genitalia. It's like, how, how is that tolerated? Too male, too white, too, too male, too pale. And I wish people knew that next week it could be too slant eyed, too whatever you know what i mean like it this already is it already is harvard's not letting in asian kids 
There's too many of them. Crazy. It won't say that on their website, but you think that wasn't what was said behind closed doors? Yeah, that's and so that was one of the things that the Facebook executives told me this past week. Behind closed doors, these people say the craziest shit. They said of you wouldn't even they, be, they said you wouldn't even believe the arrogance and the racism. They said it's absolute that that is the basically the tech culture. Just open war on people for the way they look. Just everything the opposite of Martin Luther King said. Well, they post anything about Go ahead. The funny thing about racism is that it it the lack of a definition feels deliberate. Um, and the reason for that is that you can't do racist things like affirmative action once racism has been defined in any meaningful kind of way. Right, right. And so right. it's best if we just keep this fuzzy. I was gonna I was gonna litigate on being called a uh, being called a racist and got all excited and got the world's best uh, anti-defamation uh, and libel team that money could buy. And then, man, we got problems. Two of them. One is that it doesn't mean anything. And so we, it's not like they said, you're raping little boys. They called you a racist and nobody knows what that is. So we won't get me there. It, 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 it eats at the case. And the second thing is that you've already been ruled in, in by a federal judge as a, as a famous person. And that changes the law. And you have these slap laws in New York and, California. And I have to prove the intent to harm, not that it was not that it was false. I have to prove the intent was to harm me, which is a, which is an odd thing to do. And uh, unable to do that, I have to pay their legal fees. And what will happen is their legal fees will be enormous because they're going to get, you know, ACLU and other support. Do I know who it was who who said it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think I remember. There was a uh, lot of people we getting right. queue up big. I think I think it's sinful to call someone a racist as a as a political tool, especially where there's been no animus or uh, haven't done anything that shows any kind of uh, what I would call racism. Do do you think people who are in support of affirmative action that that, that that's racism? Yes. Right. Because I think judging a man asking, by the by the color of his skin rather than the quality of his character is sinful. Mm -hmm. I've fully bought into the, to the Dr. Martin Luther King message and and philosophy. What if they worded and, it different? What if they just said to you Greg Hey, what if they said to the to the people of the state of California? Hey, guys, we would. Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, like, like here, I'll I'll do the Holocaust for you, in a non discriminatory way. Everyone into the gas chambers, except and now you let everyone out except the Jews, right? <laughs> I, I'm not fooled by it. But but what if what if the what if they said hey um uh. We we uh, this school can hold ten thousand people every ten thousand new freshmen every year, and sixteen percent of the state is a uh, black uh, human beings with black skin. And when we don't put rules on it, only one percent are getting in. So what we would like to do, because with, with the criteria that we're judging them to get them in, we're only getting in one percent. 
And so what we would like to do is we would like to get um, 2% in. We'd like to double it by 100%. And, um, but at that cost, that means some white kids and some brown kids and some yellow kids are not going to get in. What if they said it like that? Yeah, quotas, quotas over merit. I think it's wrong. Technically, but but, but but at least it's on. But at least it's honest in its presentation. Oh, I think Hitler was pretty honest. Right. Fair. But like like the abortion yeah, think, thing. Think, the I abortion thing is, isn't honest. The abortion thing isn't honest. Hamas is honest. You know, right. they Hamas say death honest. to the right. death right. to the Jews and the liberal Jews. Go. I wonder what they really want. Right. 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 Like you weren't listening. Right. They are now. I you, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. I disagree with you. I don't think they are. You think they are? It, I don't know. I, I I know some liberal Jews, and they don't seem to have woken up yet. Yeah. They're scared, though. They're scared like motherfuckers. Jewish people are really scared right now in the United States, like really scared. Anti-Semitism is a, is a tool for the axes of evil, and this includes China, uh, Russia, uh, North Korea, uh, 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 Iran, and radical Islam, and an attack on Jews is seen as a pivotal, essential, vital attack on the West and and our civilization. Iran Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei just said days ago from the National Review, quote, when you chant death to America, it's not just a slogan. It's a policy. <laughs> it's a policy. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. In a moment of candor, I would put one in that dink's bedroom fucking window. So I want everyone who's listening just to think your neighbor takes a megaphone and yells over your backyard while you're sitting back there with your family having a barbecue. When I say I want you fucking dead, I mean it. It's the don't take those words lightly. And then you go to bed that night. You're like, what the fuck? I saw a uh, dramatization. It wasn't a dramatization. It was a school play. High yeah. school. No, no. A, a, a kindergarten graduation performance by kindergartners. And they're beheading Jews. And Are you guys got to be so... No, look it up. Look it up. You can watch the thing. And the what country is that in? What country is that? It was in that? Palestine. It was in. The, it was in Gaza. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, I think you, I saw you got that. People th- I think I saw that. You got God. people three feet tall, in 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 uh, in uh, you know, gorilla gear, uh, pretending to saw the heads off of Jews. Uh, Lucky Camera Straps, instead of uh, Lucky Camera Straps, hey, what's up, man, from Australia? Instead of Roe versus Boz at the games at the Open this year, what about DeCones versus Gra? CMO versus uh, uh, Chief Chief Affiliate Director? There it is. There's our, oh there's our little goodness. play. There's a five-year-old practicing killing Jews. There we got a martyr. Oh, wow. 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 Hamas needs sh- to be eradicated. Are you sure those are Arabs? Those look like uh, uh, Mongolians. I see Asian in them. 
It was oh in Gaza. I know. I'm just fucking wishing it wasn't. A uh, lucky camera straps. Uh, uh, let's the community see their tenacity and their love for CrossFit. I would get them some street cred. Uh, Mike Poolboy, uh, um, uh, damn, I'm so motivated by uh, Officer Blade's rucking speech right now. CrossFit needs to hire Blade. I need to hire Blade to train me. <laughs> Jeremy Eat World, two black guys calling in in one day. Shit. You know, imagine, imagine the. Uh, how do you know Blade was black? Imagine how tough it is for. Uh, that CMO and the and the other guy, uh, oh, dude, to get it to get in and realize that you know. Remember, I said once that it, it's like I entered we sold Scientology and not a workplace. No, it's like I said. I think I think we sold Hell's Angels to Costco, and they're not going to know what to do with it. Right, right. That's that's the problem for these guys. They don't. You can't you can't take that off your resume fast the fuck enough. It's not even oh. compatible with the other stuff they did. Wow! Oh wow! I guarantee you, every one of those people that's come and gone and wished to hell they'd never been there. Right, like that. Hey, I lost a year of my life working over at CrossFit. <laughs> the last thing in the world you want to do is have to represent an authentic community when you're when you're one of these diversity, inclusive, equity, save the planet morons. Right. Well, you know what's interesting? If I, I listened to a few of uh, the chief marketing officers, um, this jo the Josh DeGraw, Josh DeGraw's uh, talks. Uh, he he's not uh, made for public speaking, but he he but he has the just the normal rhetoric. It's all about authenticity and knowing what your brand stands for. And I'm like, oh, buddy, you're in deep shit. If if your stance is. Uh, Cause, cause he, cause none of his, he has thousands of posts on the internet and none of them stand yeah. for personal accountability and personal responsibility and, uh, not a single CrossFit post except for the Tyson Bajet one bandwagon he jumped on. What Hiller said about him is that he's, he's, Hiller compared him to this quote that Martin Luther King had that was basically like, Hey, in tough times, you need to be able to stand up and not worry what other fucking people are doing. And yeah, I need to make tough decisions and you need to do what's right. And then he's like, this dude made no tough decisions and just towed the fucking, uh, the line the whole way through. I don't think, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I do kind of, I do have, I do kind of feel bad for him and the coons. They don't, they don't know what they walked into. Probably no one warned them. Uh, the day Craig Howard gives up CrossFit is the day I give up on CrossFit. I never have known a man so dedicated to the brand and someone who's done so much for the affiliates. Uh, Jeff uh, Giardina. I appreciate Greg's hey, expl explanation of uh, HQ's uh, purpose. What do you all think HQ currently thinks their purpose is? Well, I, it, Greg it, said it many times. Yeah, it's to extract every possible cent you can out of the ecosystem. They have a, they have a, a moral they have a moral and ethical and legal obligation to do that. It's not a secret. It's the NBA creed. Remember the NBA oath. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The book from Harvard. You gave me that book. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I read that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah fascinating. Someone says that yeah. we're the only professional organization that that uh, you know MBAs are the only only kind of professional set of academics that don't have some kind of loftier aim. It's just all about making money. There's something wrong with us. Uh, MBA oath setting a higher standard for business leaders as a as a manager. My purpose is to serve the greater body by bringing people and resources together to create a value that no single individual can create alone. So begins the MBA oath uh, conceived in early 2009 by Max Anderson. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Um, at repeatedly showing up at Harvard Business School annually, which was the probably the the biggest downside to being canceled was not getting brought back there, but. Uh, I was Why? Because you to, like going there? You liked it? Oh, I, I, I really liked going there. And the kids, yeah. were, the kids were awesome. They were very, very smart. And you actually got to see them absorb the message and they, they did that vote before and after. And uh, we, could, we, could, we could, in real time, in the space of several hours, um, expose them to, to some errors in their own thinking about what, what business is about. But they drove me to be able to articulate after the second or third appearance. I had to to find business in a way that would give value to them and help them understand what I was coming at. And that was, and I see it in that first sentence there, uh, but for me, business was the art and science of providing uniquely attractive opportunities for other people. Art and art. science would provide uniquely attractive opportunities for other people. The affiliate being a trainer uniquely attractive any, opportunities. Any, any business, whether you're selling pizza or like, and what does that look like? Well, you know, um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to purchase the best pizza you've ever had. And and how do we know if we've done that? Well, it's because you spend your money because it, it's uniquely attractive. You spend it with me and not the other guy. And so there's a money component, but it's, it's, a, it's a downstream effect, really, of creating uniquely attractive opportunity. And you can't find an example of someone who's serially created uniquely attractive opportunities for other people. And look how, look how little self is in that other than you're going to do the work, right? Create the uniquely attractive opportunity for other people. Anyone that's serially successful at that finds well. It's crazy but that you, don't, you would go in there and define business at Harvard Business School for them. Isn't that, that something? What a do. wonderful opportunity to do that. The first time you did that, I'm like, this guy has some fucking balls to walk into the best hey. business school in the world and define business for them. Uh, one of the I remember, I remember one time, I don't know, meeting in the office in Scotts Valley and you sat me down and you're like, hey, here's some questions I'd like you to ask people when you interview them some, regarding affiliates, when you visit affiliates and we brainstorm some questions. And I remember this one question you said, you said, ask them what they would be doing if they didn't do CrossFit and ask them what they were doing before. And those two questions would elicit such a crazy response because basically it all came down to, oh, my God, I'm so happy. I found this ability to run my own small uh, business and grow it as opposed to like being some slapdick fucking uh, uh, phone operator or calling people and trying to sell them shit. You know, I'd been a trainer for 20 years when I finally had moved to a small enough town where I only took a couple of years to get kicked out of every commercial facility. And so I, I needed to keep training because that's all I knew how to do. And you're not and joking. You got kicked out a lot. The only place I didn't get kicked out of, and I was offered refuge there, and it was Dave Draper's gym. And it's Dave not Draper hyperbole. Nope. Dave was a, was a, uh, no, I went from 24 hour fitness to golds to spa fitness. And the only place left was worlds. 
And, uh, and I, I trained Dave's wife. In fact, I was the only person that ever trained Louis Draper other than Dave himself. And I was, I was very honored by that. He was wonderfully complimentary and here he's a bodybuilding legend and I hadn't been always so kind to bodybuilders, but I didn't, I didn't want to lose that relationship. So I didn't go there and I realized that I've been kicked out of all the others and I don't want to get kicked out of Dave's gym. And my concern would be that I would submarine his business and his, the rest of his training program, because that's kind of what had happened elsewhere. The other gyms I was at, um, it went really well for me, but less so for them. And it, what we were doing is putting their trainers out of work and they wanted different equipment and they wanted the gym arranged differently. And it became a, a kind of a pressure to change the business model of the gym. And I didn't want to lose the relationship with Mr. Draper. And he'd spoken very highly of me publicly. And so I had a, a lot of regard for the guy. But anyways, I was trapped. I went out on my own. And I was like, well, I guess I need a little space. Um, and But it was funny. I'd never considered myself a businessman ever before. 20 years training and never for a moment thought I was a businessman. But at a point that I have to rent a box and and pay the utility bill, I feel like now it's a business. And so I went to Capitola Book Cafe and I went through the business section on books there. And all, all I could find was marketing bullshit. And what jumped out at me, there was nothing there, nothing in the business literature that talked about improve, improving the product, the quality of your product or service. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It was all things that had nothing to do with it. Right? It looked like fooling people, like $999.95, that kind of shit. And that's why you didn't want us to sell stuff in the journal next to the article, and you didn't want us making videos that didn't add value. Offer something. Make sure it offers something. My thought was is that you could give enough away that was so important for free that if you were to say, I've got a seminar this weekend for $1,000, people are I'm going to go pay it. Mm-hmm. And then let them – this is the way This is the way all professional services work. When I realized I made a, I made a family tree of my clients, and it was interesting that – that it came down to Bruce Edwards was responsible um, directly and indirectly for a large, large chunk of my clientele. In other words, he had gotten me someone who got someone who got someone who got three people that each got 10, you know? It wasn't his labor, but there was a connection that way. And you talk to orthodontist lawyers, in other words, where do, where do referrals come from? Where does business come from? Where do you get leads? And it's from happy clients. It always is that way. I don't know why I was going there. I, I, I'm going to get you back on track. I took you off at Harvard Business School. Caller, hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. I'm wondering if Seema. Oh, hey. Everyone's going to sing up. Hey. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold wondering- on, Seema. You're popping. Hold on. God. Damn it. I apologize. This is, uh, I don't know why I apologize. It's just part of the show now. I retract my apology. Wasn't sincere. Okay. Go ahead, Seema. Hello. Hello. Hey. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I sent Beaver Wad Sciences um, post about Julie Foucher's study on how CrossFit helped reduce metabolic syndrome after six weeks, where BMI did not change, but fat mass did. And I was wondering if Greg could comment on if the p value. <laughs> is significant in this study. I have a, I have a couple of comments here. Um, the problem is that 
the problem with p values is different from the problem of using of using uh, body mass. Uh, and what they're doing is they're using they're using a, a, a scale weight, and that's combined of of something good and something horrible, and pushing that into a single variable and then make an assessment of it is absolutely stupid. And so, you know, this is why we have CrossFitters that uh, that uh, were being denied insurance because of their obesity, because they were, you know, five foot 10 and 207 pounds or something. Uh, but the p-value, the p-value is a relic of, of bullshit academic science we don't we don't find it in industry unless it's allied with government somehow but it's it's at best mildly inductive and it sits on the probability of the data side of probability theory and the people that espouse p-values and null hypothesis significance testing um the the frequentists they're called deny the pro that there that the probability of a hypothesis or of a theory even has meaning and in doing so what they've done is gutted the validation of science that will replicate and so if you want to look for bullshit science uh there's no bigger tip-off than there's a p-value associated with it no bigger bigger tip-off miss Nsema. so would agree that the study is relevant or not relevant to CrossFit being effective at reducing insulin sensitivity, regardless of weight. I, let me tell you how how smart and honest people use these studies. They have a clinical experience, and they they accept those studies that support and jive with that clinical experience, and they reject those that don't. And so, no one could train and not and for you, you couldn't be in a gym six months training without coming across someone who's had all of the risk factors or markers for chronic disease reversed and so then you see a study like this and you go yeah it must be good and you feel no one wants to admit that that's what they do um but you really have no choice because the p-value is absolutely bullshit and doesn't show anything it can be easily jiggered i can get you any p-value i want by increasing my sample size a but the the other piece is that uh, I don't know. That's it. I think I've said it all. Oh, you have you have you you have it. We used to explain this to the physicians at the MBO one. You have an obligation as a, a to to be scientific and to be honest. You have to be empirical. And so, if you've got a theory that doesn't support what you're seeing empirically. You have to find fault with the theory and reject it. And theories that do support what you're seeing empirically, you have to make the assumption that the study is good, even if it were fraudulent, even if Julie faked Julie Fouché, even if she faked the numbers. <laughs> well, to be fair, this look, study you got You got to. You got to. This study is what. This favor isn't fair of CrossFit increasing insulin sensitivity and that it's good overall for metabolic health. And so I'm trying to find out where are the studies that are proving that CrossFit is 
a good methodology apart from okay, any so other I've marker. I've got so many problems. First of all, science doesn't prove anything. That's not, as soon as you talk about proving, we're not talking science. Science doesn't prove things. That's the exclusive province of, of mathematics, logic, and, and, and our legal system. That's where things are proved. And uh, science doesn't prove. It presents. She's looking for would it, presents be a better word if she used presents. She's looking for a, a study that presents data that people could uh, come to the modern conclusion. Science, modern science finds validation to the predictive strength of mm -hmm. its assertions. Predictive strength, nothing else. And I don't, I don't have that in p values. I don't have that in null hypothesis significance testing. Look at the origins of null hypothesis significance testing. It's a chimera uh, pulled, put into use by psychology departments in American universities. And the people that Fisher, Pearson, and Naaman that, that had competing systems of inference, um, the, the worst of all of it was bound into one thing. And it's been an unmitigated disaster for the replicability and reproducibility of science but it's been a it's been a gold mine for the universities. What it does is it makes everyone a scientist, including Julie Fouché. It makes it makes uh, expands department. Yeah, I heard doing a study is getting smile ear to ear on that notion. Beautiful, wonderful girl, great athlete. She's no scientist. Um, she doesn't know what science is, and neither do the neither do the people. And I'm going to exclude the natural sciences. I'm going to, for the most part that physics, chemistry, um, uh, uh, biology uh, off the hook. But the social sciences are absurdly non-scientific. And what, what's happened, the tragedy of all this, it wouldn't matter about the replication crisis, but medicine has gone that route. And it's, it's devastating, been absolutely devastating. I can get you a p-value for anything you want. Come up with the most absurd okay. notion in the world, and we can jigger up a good p-value less than 0.05, arbitrarily decided, where the where the probability of the data is assessed against an ad hoc, arbitrarily chosen test statistic. So my dad is very piled higher and deeper, has a PhD, and is very into data, and I'm trying to get him into CrossFit. And if I were to present him with a article of evidence, what would you suggest I provide to him? I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest an article of evidence. I would ask him to state what he would hope he could accomplish or want from a fitness program. And then I'd have him try CrossFit and then he could, he would see it for himself. It's like you know, listen. It's like me wanting to wanting to to find a study that shows that chocolate's good. <laughs> why don't Why don't you just try a piece of it? Did you say your doctor in SEMA? No, no, my dad. So everyone in my family has a PhD. My grandma was a doctor. She was the first woman doctor at Kaiser, and she was asked to be on the board at Kaiser, and she did the first studies on um, puffed wheat for the university of michigan under general mills and mm. so wow they were um given a certain amount of money and my grandma 
proved that puffed wheat caused uh, hypoglycemia or hypoglycemia diabetes. And so she was kicked out of her program. And so she went to a different one and she worked at and, uh, Kaiser in Sacramento and was asked to be on the board. Is and she, she still said, alive? No, it'll... I've got, I want to answer no. your question. I can answer now. I've got a study for you. It's great. It was the one the NSCA did. And here's what we've learned. In fact, this study was heavily reviewed, not just peer reviewed, but reviewed by federal courts and state courts. And here's, here's what we know that the, okay. that that the study showed that CrossFit produced amazing results and it also showed that there was significant injury. But what we what we learned in federal court and through emails and discovery was that the injury part was faked. And so and so what we have in that in the in the divorce Smith study is CrossFit improving a slew of metabolic markers. I don't remember all the positive it showed, but it was all positive except for the fact of the injuries. And then they, we got admission from the NSCA and from Ohio State University and, and condemnation by our federal judge for faking the data and a bioethicist at uh, uh, University of Tennessee. And so there's your study by people who tried to show it was bad. They actually proved it was good once they got caught. Okay, so if I looked up that federal court case, I could my dad would be able to decipher that CrossFit is not a methodology of injury, but it actually it improves health in some form. DeVore came back to Kramer with the initial study, and Kramer says, I can't publish this thing unless you give context in terms of injury. And DeVore said there were no injuries. And he says, then I can't publish it. Two weeks later, he comes back with the study, and now he's got injuries. And we found out through through $8 million of my fucking money that the whole thing was 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 made up. And The judge, and said, the judge said that they had never seen like 20 years on the bench. They had never seen anything so fraudulent by the It MSDA. was the most egregious misuse of science and, and abuse of the court that she'd seen in 25 years right. on the bench. So there's proving and, that and CrossFit is uh, proof. Yeah, that's tough. We're not. We're, but we're off the, the but science realm that when we talk about proof. Not. As soon as you say proof, we're not talking science anymore. What we need is what it was. We need okay. is 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 and 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 this is it. It's that constantly varied high intensity functional movement increases work capacity across broad time and modal domains. That is the testable proposition. That is the prediction. That is the forecast of a measurement. And your and your father needs to show that for himself. That constantly varied high intensity oh. function. It just so happens that we called constantly con constantly varied high intensity functional movement. We call CrossFit and work capacity across broad time and modal domains. We can label fitness. And CrossFit creates fitness. And then your dad can decide if that's really what he wants or not, or maybe maybe change the terminology. And Seema, here's also, I'd like to add this one small problem, Seema. The only real study that's been done, uh, Greg had to sign a, 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 we all had to sign NDAs not to report on it and tell you about it. And that science was done by actuaries at one of the world's largest insurance companies. And they basically said, shit, we need people doing CrossFit because it actually reduces our costs. And, and like, well, there's the no other. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. One of the world's largest health insurers <laughs> discovered on their own through their data that they were witnessing the first health creation engine they'd ever seen. So I understand that there was a study done that was fake that said that CrossFit was more that caused more injuries than any other sport, which is not true. But I'm looking for a oh, oh, positive. Let me cut you off. Sorry, Sinsima. That same study talks about the efficacy and in in success of CrossFit. That basically it says, hey, this is the most amazing training system ever. But when the guy turned it in. The NSCA, the uh, um, uh, uh, what was the fucking ding dong's name over there? Big fat guy, uh, William Kramer. Uh, Kramer. William Kramer sent it. Greg's dad actually found it in a PDF that they that they did a horrible job of hiding. Um, he said, "Hey, I won't publish this until you show that there's injury in it." So the guy went back and they made up injury. So in and then and then and then they put the injuries in there and then Greg sent lawyers to all the people's houses who said they were injured and the people said, "Dude, we weren't fucking injured. What are you talking about? We just dropped out." And so if you look at that study minus the faked injuries, your dad will be like, "Yo, this shit's fucking legit." But we what Greg is saying is that it's not even going to be enough for your dad. He's got to go down there and do it. They needed to okay. say they needed the NSCA needed to say we also faked the good part, but they didn't. They said we faked the injuries. Yeah. I didn't accuse him of faking uh, the good part. The judge didn't accuse him of faking the good part. They didn't admit to faking the good part, but I did accuse him of faking the injuries. The judge accused him of faking the injuries. The bioethicist accused him of faking the injuries. And they admitted in internal emails that they're faking the injuries. They also, they also in emails said, why can't Pepsi do something about these CrossFit emails? And they also said, it's a shame that, that CrossFit doesn't get attacked by Islamic terrorists like Charlie Hebdo did. Those are the kind of discussions going on amongst the scientists. There is no exercise science. There is not. There's no one doing exercise science. Hey, and Seema, and that, and what happened there then is they basically like they offered Greg uh, significant amounts of money. People came out of the woodwork and they said, "Hey, will you settle this?" And Greg said, "No, I don't want any money. I want to keep driving the case home and get more and more information about you guys and keep taking the case until it goes to a jury or to a judge for a decision." Because Greg said that he doesn't want to let the cancer survive. He wants to cut the cancer out of the system, which is Coca Cola meddling. In, in, in the fitness space and in the health space. And that's when, and then so when Greg uh, sold the company, these people settled it for an undisclosed amount. And Greg, and there were, in, you know, we can speculate on what that was, but it was a shitload of fucking money. And, and, and I also would speculate that they don't want to tell you why, how much they released because I think the affiliates will be like, yo, where's our cut? If your data loving dad is influenced by P values, then we have another problem. And where we need to tend them next would be probably nowhere better than GERD Gigerens or to help with that. Um, G E R D Giger, G I G E R E N C E R. He's at uh, uh, the Max Planck Institute, I believe it is. And he's written extensively for 20 years on the problems of null hypothesis significance testing in P values. And the people that have written effectively and importantly and correctly on p-values it's extensive it's well known to be scientific fraud non-empirical non-empirical surrogate science well understood <clears throat> it's part of a scam of university science and sociology's fake oh well psychology fake oh well economics fake oh well 
But now what we found, it's stepped into oncology and hematology and, and, uh, and uh, it's just, it's so sad. But this is what the broken science effort is about. And circling back and to I what Blade, circling back to what Blade said uh, in the beginning. So this poor kid who fucking writes this paper and shows that CrossFit's fucking amazing, ends up getting pressure that hey, we won't publish your shit until you put in the injuries. And there's tons of proof of that, right? And so the kid puts in the injuries, and he doesn't do what Blade says, which is stand up to the people who are in power and the bullies, and he put it in there. And he got caught. They retra- they retracted the study because it they hadn't gotten uh oh what's the what's the consent you need for uh, human subjects? What do they call that? And the bioethicist the says even the yeah yes the no it's the whatever it is I, it, I, I, that may be it but uh, there was a, a process that's required at all universities for doing tests on human subjects and the the people at nsc had done that and so they retracted it on that basis and the bioethicist said even the retraction is scientific misconduct even the retraction is scientific misconduct they needed to say this has been retracted because the data was 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 came about through falsification and fabrication that was the honest thing to do the bioethics are and, pretty solid, and the con the the uh, what is it committee on uh, research ethics core um, states explicitly that half truths are lies, mm-hmm. and and to withhold the information that this thing was being retracted because they had faked the data is is another another bit of scientific misconduct. And I hear that, you know, Greg. I, it, and aside from anecdotal evidence is there anything stopping from any other university from playing the same game and providing evidence that crossfit is a positive impact aside from injuries like what if they did it all over again and followed all of the routes you won't get it published by anything controlled by the nsca the acsm because they have gold and platinum sponsors of coca-cola and pepsi and they can't keep the lights on absent soda money and so you're not going to, it's kind of like trying to get something published for the longest time. You couldn't get anything published that showed directly that a reduced carbohydrate uh, bolus was, was increasing health, improving health. And people would do that secretly by, by undertaking a study where carbohydrate was restricted and uh, not make a big deal of it, but show it in the charts. And so it could be inferred from what was there but you didn't want to see it in the in the introduction or the summary. You got if you if you and Simi, you want your daddy to do CrossFit, right? Yes. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I tell you what, the best trainers in the world have have are mixed in their abilities to get their parents to, to do that thing. I failed. I couldn't get I couldn't get either one of my parents to to give it a try. I put my mom on the rower. And she gives it about three pulls and she goes, how long do I have to do this? And I go, well, you've been pulling for 25 seconds. Yeah, it's been more than 25 seconds and it's counting 27, 28, 29. I mean, it's like, I, it's hard, it's hard to be a hero at home or in your, in your, in your hometown. Um, I have a, my mom's family's full of physicians and I, and we'll, uh, Sebi and I have a friend who's a, who's a physician and it's, it's funny how, uh, 
the parents of physicians will lecture their son and daughter who, who are doctors on medical science. It's often, often. It's, it, might be, it might be impossible to do, but I think through love, you could get them to go to the gym. And then what happens is the, the problem of, of evidence is when he's going to come back to you with. Like, how do we get more people to, you know, let it, let it be his problem by showing him that it works. He'll know. And Seema, thank He'll you. Know. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Greg, you saved my back through CrossFit and I'm 100% pro CrossFit. And Seema, I think we've met before. Is that correct? No. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, dear. We will. Bye. Uh, Dennis Olari, uh, any chance they sell CrossFit eventually? It's, I've got I've got no information other than the, what everyone else has, but it seems like an inevitability. And uh, with the constant turnover of CEOs, CMOs, CTOs, uh, CFOs, uh, the people in the VC community that are friendly with me say that they don't need to see the books. <laughs> that that's that, that's there's if the books showed they were making money, the books are lying that that state only occurs in collapse. Uh, um, hey, I know, I know for a fact, I know for a fact they haven't had, they haven't been uh, uh, in the black one quarter since purchasing the company three years ago. And I, and I know for a fact that in 14 years of, of, of monitoring our work, we never had a we never had a quarter in the red, not one. Even in the quarter where we lost ninety percent of our revenue, we didn't go into into the red. Uh, David Masello, the return you get from CrossFit was never intended to be monetary. That's just a statement. I, I guess it's just you a fact. I, yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess as a fifteen-year-old boy. Look, it's like this. It's like the started. jet fuel thing again. You can't run an airline without jet fuel, but the, the purpose of the airline is not to burn jet fuel. Uh, Sarah Cox, uh, CA Peptides. Most gym owners don't make a lot of money, so why not make a model where they help people and can support their families? Sarah, that's exactly right. I saw it as I wanted to. I wanted to make the, give the affiliates an opportunity to, to allow them to live as well as a successful orthodox. That was my model. That was my mindset. In other words, buy a new car every other year or so, put your kids in private school, send them off to college, and fund a retirement. With, who's the, who's she's, the kid? She's suggesting that the current model doesn't support that but i guess there's people like craig howard or uh, um uh dale king or i mean thousands of others that w would refute that she uh, sarah did used to own an affiliate yeah um i would i would i would bring up and i'm trying to remember the kid's name and it's a sorry the, i can't the thumbs up cross it no there's a, there's a kid that has twice built 700 membership gyms and sold them for seven figures. Mm. You've had them on the show. Is it Ackerman? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I had him on the original CrossFit podcast. That's right. 
Okay. Good. Um, uh, Frank Dubach, uh, Sevon, please read to Greg the message I sent you. I, I, I don't see a message you sent me. Um, I want to know what he thinks about affiliate representatives pushing products on affiliate owners. So I, I don't know if you know this is happening, Greg. I just found out about this, and I'm curious. And, and I think I'm, uh, I think I think I'm expressing this correctly. I saw an email go out the other day from the Southeast affiliate country manager, and it went out to the affiliates, and it basically said, "Hey." Um, do you, uh, come to this affiliate gathering in our area and we're going to present to you stuff that you can sell to your members to increase revenue. It wasn't like sell to your members to increase their friend time, sell to your members to make their life better. It was like, here's some shit you can sell. Um, Carrie Hare will be coming there to sell it. I guess Carrie Hare doesn't work at CrossFit anymore. He works for uh, Go Ruck and Momentus. It's a, I think Momentus is a supplement company. I don't know that for a fact. But Carrie Hare is going to come there. It is, Caleb? Yes. He's going to come there and he's going to um, talk to you guys about selling shit. What I heard is, is that these companies pay CrossFit so that CrossFit will then call meetings with all the affiliate owners in the area and then charge people money to come sell shit to the affiliates. I recognize the model. Right. It, it feels like some sort of um, uh, uh, not Ponzi scheme, but um, uh, pyramid scheme, right? Where like I, I meet the dermatologist and I'm sitting there waiting and I realize that there's a network marketing opportunity, that there are supplements, that there's skin cream. And I'm now convinced that I've gone to the wrong person for my for my skin cancer. Do you think that there's anything an affiliate can sell that that? doesn't uh, delegitimize them what do you want your lawyer or your or your heart surgeon trying to sell you mm. peripheral to to the to what's going on let me push you want do you want do you want to hire the do you want to hire the lawyer on the billboard no over the freeway no do you want to go to the you want to go to the doctor with 40 offices what about a refrigerator full of water and and fit aids and and I had I had an obligation to provide clean cold water. Mm. And when I sit in my attorney's office and I go, "Hey, can I have some water?" He better be able to bring some water out for me and if it comes in I see it on my bill, I got a problem with the professionalization. I worry about the quality of the legal representation. Okay, 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 let me push one more time. Um there's this supplement that I love taking, right? Um, uh, I, I, um, I, uh, fuck, I don't care what it is. It's weed. Let's say, I, let's say fish I smoke oil. weed, fish oil, fish oil, fish oil. Yeah. Great. Great. Fish oil. I take fish oil and this is the brand I take and I love it. And I've been taking it for three years and I'm going to have it on my counter so that, um, when people come in, they can see what I take and they can buy it and they're going to buy it anyway. So that I might as well get paid for it to help so I can have a, live a better life. When, when the, Amazon contacted us. They could tell us how much fish oil CrossFitters were eating. And it was an enormous amount. And they connected us with Nordic Naturals. And you know why it was an enormous amount? Because you told us to take it. You well, I mean, you, you didn't tell us to take it, but you you brought Barry Sears around and you talked to and we we always heard about the the value of taking it. So it was from your from you, right? Yeah. I mean, I had a I had a client that I put on mega doses of fish oil he tried everything in the world to bring his blood pressure down and shazam it dropped within two three weeks of high dose fish oil 
Barry saved so his mom's good. life, added time to his mom's life, right? Yep. But uh, uh, when we met with Nordic Naturals, they said they'd be selling us the same fish oil they're selling, except it would say CrossFit. And uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna sell. I'm not. I didn't want to do that. I did, I, if I would, we would offer Nordic Naturals. We would offer fish oil if the fish oil was better. It had to be. It had to be comparatively superior to any other fish oil to the extent the training was, or we're diluting the brand with each pill sold. Let me say that again. If the, if the fish oil isn't better than other fish oil you can get in the manner that CrossFit training is better than the training you can get, every fucking pill you sell is hurting the brand. Mm. Mm. As if, if the fish oil you were selling is not more benefit, like doesn't alleviate pain or alleviate. Like if it, it has wasn't... to do something that no other fish oil could do because our training mm. did something that no other training program was doing. And that is the speed with which we were increasing work capacity across broad time and modal domains through constantly varied high intensity functional movement. By the way, that is the mm. fundamental theorem mm. of CrossFit. That is the science of CrossFit. That's something that every box owner has demonstrated. And it's the one thing that has never been challenged, addressed, recognized. And that's because there's no academics. If you're in academic fitness, you're, and you're associated with the ACSM or the NSCA, and I still people in that fucking CSCS certification. It means that you're you're sponsored by by a fraudulent organization that went to criminal lengths to impugn effective training. Every one of you with a CSCS on your name is flouting a, 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 a title given to you by a criminal organization. Criminal in what sense? They went to, they perjured themselves in state and federal court. And this is according to the federal judge. They perjured themselves. One of them admitted to committing perjury in the federal case um, to the state judge. And the federal judge found out that day that he had admitted to the, to the perjury. That was, their, that was their director of certification. Admitted to perjuring himself in the state, in the, in the federal case. And from then on, the rest of the case, the, the judge referred to him as the perjurer <laughs> in the public record. So that be proud of your CSCS. I think you're a fraud too, if you're putting those initials after your name. But look, yeah. for me, this is a lot of this is personal, uh, you know, affiliate or not. And if you, if you want to, if you want to be selling shoes and if you want to sell water and you want to sell supplements, do so. But what I tried to do was create what I thought was a, an atmosphere where someone could provide a professional service. And I, I set up a program that I would participate in and I wasn't going to sell water or shoes or miracle juice or fish oil or rings in my gym. I wasn't going to do that. Why would you, when you can offer training better than anyone else? I remember like Mercedes Benz made an electric bike and it was like horrible. And then like Lamborghini made an electric bicycle and it was horrible. And I remember, oh, those fucking idiots should have not done that. It damages their brand. Porsche's bicycles bullshit too. Yeah. Or, or it's like, if you, if you, if you, you know, when you, I don't know what those brands are, but there were these brands back in the day that were like good, like Patagonia, North Face and shit. And then all of a sudden one day zippers started getting stuck on them and you're like, oh fuck, you, you went cheap on the zipper. 
I remember you and I having long discussions yeah. about that. Like, Pat. what if your zipper fails while you're fucking on a life or death fucking hike? Yeah, the snaps on Patagonia's bags. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. One after another. And then you read, uh, you read, uh, uh, what is it, Yvonne Chouinard? You read his book, you don't have to get two, three pages in it until you realize what a fraud he is. Uh, that sucks. Uh, let me see, go through here a little bit more and see if anyone has, if I owe anyone a question. Damn, there were a lot of fucking comments I missed. Hundreds. Uh, here we go. Uh, M Magnus Holmgren. Uh, Greg. TRX. Uh, <laughs> Greg, you're asking the wrong guy, dude. He's had all these trucks and he's Look, just got a new one he's in love with. Let me ask the question, read real quick. Greg, Raptor yeah. or TRX? I got to select what I would ask my wife to give me for birthday in two weeks. Hands down, TRX. And let me say this. The Raptor is an amazing truck amazing yeah. the damn folks at ram and i i was disappointed because i was always going to have a raptor i love my raptor it's all the only car i'll ever need is my raptor and then the trx came out and it's just slightly better in every regard and to be fair i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you what the raptor has over the trx of uh, ford's two things that step down window that that marks all ford pickups you notice the window the window drops as it moves forward to the to the nose of the car it lowers the mirrors and the mirrors don't block people on the sidewalk or you're viewing traffic. And so the, from the perspective of, of, of visibility and safety, the Ford's uh, setup is better. And I assume that's patented, or I think everyone would drop their windows that way and lower the mirrors. Tundra is the worst. The rat, the TRX, it's not good. You, if you're sitting at a, at a light and you're going to make a right-hand turn, it behooves you or a left it behooves you to lift crane look around around and pass your mirrors to make sure that no one has stepped off the curb because the mirrors will block pedestrians the other thing on the raptor that's uh superior is the uh keyless entry i fucking love that thing to be able to leave the keys locked in the car and be able to go to the beach or do whatever go to the gym and i have to tote my keys around with me outside of that everything else the trx has beat the raptor the uh the ergonomics, the horsepower, everything—it just, it just. How many raptors? How many raptors have you have you owned? I had one raptor. And how many TRXs? You're on your fourth, fifth, fourth, I think. Yeah, I, got, I just got the Hennessy one, which is no rational need for that, but I love it. Uh, Mike Poolboy, it's just SEMA. I did what a douche I am. Sorry, sorry. Fair. Next time, whisper it to me. Don't publicly post it publicly. Make me look like a douche, please. Uh, Yelana, Yelana. Uh, my YouTube premium subscription is solely for the Sevon podcast. Oh, so you don't have to listen to commercials? That's cool. Thanks for coming on the show, Greg. Always enjoy hearing you talk. Uh, Sevi's monthly subscription. Thanks, girl. Yeah, thank That's you. Girl, right, Yelana? Yes. Uh, uh, Gerd is a. Uh, psychologist where these p-value studies are insignificant was good uh yeah but what do you mean where the studies are insignificant uh, so the the psycho the origins of p-values comes from the psychology departments at the university and so he kind of has an obligation as an honest psychologist acutely aware of the science of inference um it, he had an obligation to speak out and has consistently and effectively for 20 something years so I, 
and it's funny you say p-value studies are insignificant the problem is that p-values claim to demonstrate significance and they cannot how are you on time are you cool we're way over 90 now i'm good okay uh tfs greg in my science degree i witnessed my classmates faking and falsifying data and was simultaneously being held to their standard and i knew then that the world was fucked yeah the there's a there's a there's a a corruption of academic science and it starts with the uh epistemic corruption of denying uh of of flensing from the scientific method validation and validation comes on the predictive strength of 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 its models and they've replaced that with the mildly inductive p-value and no hypothesis significance testing and which has turned it into politics and so you've got two corruptions that we have the corruption in the sense of altering a computer file so that it no longer runs effectively and that's the epistemic corruption the method of validation is political and not and not objective and that invites the other corruption which is all the, the deliberate fraud nothing could be more exciting to coca-cola than fucking p-values and peer review hey draper owned a gym in santa cruz yeah that world gym. on the west side yep God, yep. Caleb pulled up a picture of him when he was uh, um, uh, 78. Damn, he is jacked. Is that dude still alive? Yes. He, he trained Sharon Tate in his prime. No shit. Yeah, the blonde bomber. Good looking kid. Uh, Dar- good man, Dar- straight shooter. One of, the, one of the best guys to come out of that whole Venice Golds thing. Daniel Garrity, I bought my truck for 10K in 2000. I can't imagine spending 70... 70- uh yeah oh is that her wow she's touching his, the titties bare chested with big chested such a great oh, wow. caption oh uh, she's man she is beautiful that lady was killed that sucks oh my god uh i bought my truck in 2000 for 10 grand i can't imagine spending 70k on a truck uh hence i still drive a 24 year old truck fully understand that oh oh he did pass away recently oh did he yeah it's a bummer all right he was he was he was a dear man he was a good guy uh 8 42 a.m where you're at yeah indeed what do you do today will you uh, be like going in the water today we're gonna go we're gonna go uh we're going to eat breakfast here at the hotel. And then we're going to get in the dinghy and go back out to the boat. And then, uh, I don't know if today we go to bird Island or whatever, but there's, there's other places to see. There's um, one of the islands is Le Dick and fucking Maggie loves saying that she can't yeah, ask I like, about Le, Le Dick enough. I like Le Dick too. Hey, um, is there Where anyone are we going on, like, today, Maggie? Do we really? Are you serious? Oh, hey, we're do staying you, here another day. Are, are um do you do any like do you get do is are you out there in the middle of nowhere and you walk around on the boat naked and like put suntan lotion on your Johnson and is it like that? In like fact, even like, here at the hotel, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear. Let me show you. You walk around naked at the hotel. <laughs> yeah. 
Is it raining or is that moisture from the humidity? It's, oh, it, it's it's, uh, it's the air conditioning moisture. It looks it's, wet uh, on the and ground. It's raining. Oh, but warm water. It's raining warm Can water. Can you see that? Yeah, it's so awesome. Holy yeah, it's, shit. Uh, it's 90 degrees and uh, 90% humidity. Look, it's like we're looking through his fingers. It's like we're peeking through his fingers. <laughs> hey, what? so what is that? Another island out there? That's the Indian Ocean? That's just another island next to you? Yeah, yeah. You can see the rain coming. Are you on the main island? No. No. no, we're on one of the one of the lesser islands. To be sure, would you ever go back there, or is this like okay, I'm done? I, like oh, I absolutely, this amazing. Oh, Maggie, would? would we go back here? Yeah, yeah, for a fact. Yeah. We're... Did you? She's already reserved for next year. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to hear about Ladick. All right. So check this out. We go to the restaurant um, last night, and it's yeah. been May's on the carnivore diet now, right? That's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her new thing. Yeah. And uh, like last night at the restaurant, she got the carnivore plate, mm -hmm. and there was like fifteen different cuts of meat on it. And so yeah. I knew we'd be we'd be revisiting the Seychelles and coming here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. We got our own little swimming pool, and the boats out there should the weather improve. And we were slated to be at the Four Seasons in a few days. Um, uh, Remember, you and I always wanted to go to that Four Seasons. Fuck yeah, I did. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for you to send me pictures. Keep sending me pictures. Um, I invited you on this trip. I know. I know. Don't remind me. Don't tell these people. They're going to think I'm stupid. You know what's funny? I didn't yeah. want to go. Hmm? What? What would you say? I didn't want to go. I, and now you're glad you made it there, right? Of course. Yeah. You miss your kids, though. They're terribly. Yeah. You you FaceTime with them? The only thing, yeah, every day. The only thing they made coming here possible is spending three weeks or four weeks with them in uh, Croatia, Italy, and Switzerland. And they're right. like, you know what? We need to get away from these fuckers. For a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, four little kids on a, on a, on a boat, uh, day in, day out. It's, it's, uh, there's some exciting moments in all of that. Hey, um, one of the things that makes it hard was communication with mom and dad becomes near impossible. Oh, right. Cause they're always in your shit. Yeah. Um, on the 18th is Matt Souza's 10 year anniversary for CrossFit Livermore. You don't come back until the 18th, right? Yeah. And that's also George Ryan's retirement party that I would have paid money to go to. And I just, I couldn't rearrange right. okay. things. All right. All right. That's fine. I'll FaceTime you I would, the party. I would love to do that. Okay. I, it starts in early fact, in the I'd morning. Like to, I'd like to make a little <laughs> contribution to some of the catering or something there, just as a token of my appreciation for Matt and oh, that's awesome. what, he's, what he's done at CrossFit. All right. You're a good dude. We'll talk about that offline. All right. Well, hey, thank you, guys. Caleb, thank you. Yeah. Great to so see next, you, so next Wednesday, we'll, still, we'll do this again on Wednesday in Africa. You bet. All right, brother. Thank you. And did time work good for you? Until you get, I'll get sick of me and my strong opinions. No, no, this is like we're getting better and better. These shows are getting better. We're kicking ass. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, brother. It's Love easy. It's hard. It's, it's hard for me to see the value in this. Is like just what we do. I mean, these are the conversations you and I have been having for fifteen years now, whatever it's been. Word. 
I agree. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, sir. Bye, everybody. Love you, man. Caleb, say bye. See you, Greg. Oh, shit. He fucking messed up. Jesus Christ. I said it was great to see you. Oh, you did? Oh, I missed yeah. it. I was too focused on hitting the kick, kick the guest button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Audrey, I wanted to read him your statement. Damn it. Damn it. What? What'd I do? I know I called her in SEMA. It's SEMA. I know that was stupid. What do you mean? Oh, for not going? Listen, listen, you fucking ding-dongs. Can't go. Who the fuck's going to watch my kids? I can't leave my kids. I'd fucking die. I would die. That's a crazy trip. I was looking at the hotel. Fucking insane. It's I like... used to beg him to go to the Four Seasons in uh, Seychelles. but And he would always be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. But we, we just couldn't pull it. We were always just busy. Dude, that's incredible. So he's not, like somebody, he has somebody driving his boat to those places? No, 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 no. His boat oh. thing, his boat thing, you buy a brand new boat. Yeah. And then you put it into a co-op. He'll, he'll never go on his boat. Oh, oh, oh. And then you can only have crazy nice. And then once your boat's like a couple years old, you got to pull it out of the co-op. So every, every boat's nice and they're all over the world and they're only in warm water locations. That's absurd. Uh, Paul, why don't you ask your mom? Hold on. I'll ask her. Hey, Miss Peters, take your mouth off my cock. Yeah. Paul wants to know if I have a bun. You fucking douche nozzle. Who the fuck uses Facebook? We have one viewer on Facebook. You fucking hairless cunt. Welcome to the show, Paul. Nice to see you, buddy. Which too? Oh, Paul, you deserve better. What are you doing? What are you doing drinking, surfing the, surfing the net. This is a cult show, buddy. This is a cult show. Come on, be cool. Man bun was like they ripped on me on the man bun. That's like six months ago. I haven't had a new listener since then. Thank you, Wad Zombie. Oh, so I want to show you guys something. Um. I actually should um oh thank you Philip. I actually need to uh let me just see something here really quick. Um As you know Andrew Hiller made a video today featuring uh Craig Howard. Okay, sorry. Let me It's a little late. Oh my god, it's it's midnight who I'm calling. I wonder if he's still up. It's so inappropriate. Damn, that's a good comeback. Racist, but but fair. Like kind of complimentary racist, right? Hey. He's talking about his own mom. That's a great comeback though, isn't it? It's all right. I mean, just like just like just drag some Asians through the mud. Like like but but they're hot. Like, hey, like when you're done fucking around, you get an Asian chick. Fuck it. So listen, uh, Andrew made a video today. So there's this clothing brand. I didn't watch the. I didn't watch Craig. Uh, um, um, uh, Craig, uh, Mr. Richie's video. And and I in, it's kind of fucking douchey move on my part. But I but I got a little douche in me. So whatever. So I saw Craig Richie at the games, 
And uh, I said hi to him like so many times that eventually he had to say hi back to me and and, and his uh, chick Chaz had to say hi to me. And we en- it ended up being good there. It was fun. It was cool. It was, and, I, and I liked them and I enjoyed working uh, side by side with them. And it's important for me to like, to like, like them. Oh, Jeffrey, you're not going to like this. Uh, SE Fitness, I'm Asian. Want some dick? Uh, and <clears throat> so... The Craig Ritchie has this brand and it's called Hustle. H S T L Hustle, and that's supposed to be that should be gangster shit, right? Yeah, I think so. Hustle with some gangster shit. Hustle. Oh, you guys aren't gonna like this. You guys are not gonna like this. <laughs> and. And he's got this fucking brand called Hustle. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Uh, uh, thank you for being so polite. And uh, when I think of Hustle, it's like that's a fucking tough – that should be a tough brand, right? Like I fucking hustle. Mm-hmm. Like you get knocked down, you get up. You fucking hustle. Like I fucking hustle. I'm a motherfucking hustler. You better act somebody. Can you find okay. that clip? I, can you find that clip? Better ask somebody. Yeah, I'm a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. I'm a motherfucking hustler. Uh, Tori K. Um, Sevy, does Greg do CrossFit? No, he does. Your mom. That's the 18th time you've asked that. Settle down, Sevon. It's just people. Why are you so aggressive? Oh, Jeffrey Birchfield. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. You better say, Vaughn, your black is showing. Wow, that's a good line. Wow. Oh, my God. That's a great shirt. My black is showing. Your black is showing. Oh, my God. That should be the name of my podcast. Should I change it from the Sevon podcast? Your black is showing. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, Steve, you're on it, buddy. Steve Cousins with the hot chick camera angle down the shirt. Craig hasn't hustled on his YouTube channel for three years. Say Vaughn. I've been farting the show. Have you noticed? Like anytime I lean like left or right, you should like turn your volume up. (laughs) I noticed. Does Jesus do Christianity? Great question. Uh, Sorry. I'm sorry. You deserve better, Tori. I didn't mean to yell at you. just not a question i'm interested in asking him so i get defensive and insecure and and so i attack i apologize my wife has been helping me on that for 2000 years the brand name is fucking hustle he makes a fucking video where his fucking company's hurting and his shows his wife crying i think i was driving while i was fucking listening to the video now is that supposed to be authentic because like i don't show that i wouldn't show that shit when I fucking was like tripping for like eight months until I found the <coughs> the the fucking six million dollars in my YouTube account, I was tripping. I wasn't about to tell you motherfuckers I was tripping. I don't need no fucking pity party. I'm a motherfucking hustler. Um, oh, Tori. Oh, Tori. You really don't know if he does it or not? Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I think you and Rambler should have a picnic. Say Vaughn. So, 
I'm Damn tripping on the zombie. fact that he's got a hustle brand and he's showing like, like, dude, just save that crying shit for later. Save that crying shit for later. Like sometimes being authentic is just pushing shit down. And Hiller fell for that fucking bullshit. Or maybe he didn't. Who knows? You never know. You never know what anyone's doing. Someone could be beating the fuck out of an Armenian dude, calling him a fucking Armo, but he's not racist at all. He's just doing it to look racist. You never know because the only people who know are the people inside between your ears. Hustle, then cry. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Hustle, then cry. Damn. Hustle shows how not to hustle. So Hiller falls for that shit. But, but what's kind of funny is the guy, the guy with 20,000 fucking uh, subscribers or 40,000, whatever the fuck Hiller has, has to come over and pick the guy off the ground who has fucking 300,000 or 600,000, whatever the fuck Richie has. And he kind of big dicks Richie by doing that. And I don't think Richie was actually particularly nice to Andrew at the games. Andrew's toxic. By the way, your agent, Craig, you better tell that motherfucker to check himself. All you people who that guy, whoever that fucking dude is, who's your agent, all those guys, that guy better check himself. That fucking guy, you better, dude, you better fucking stop fucking saying my name. Don't even look at me. Don't say my name. Ignore me to the fucking ends of the earth. Because you know who you're going to hurt? You're going to hurt all the people you represent, you fucking dickhead. You better keep my fucking name out of your mouth, as uh, P. Diddy said. I know it's Will Smith. Are you, are you multitasking? Anyway, so. Wad yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Zombie sent me a picture. I don't know. He probably sent it to you too, but I'm fucking oh, dying. I mean, you want me to start calling you in terms of, um, uh, to help me get over my Islamophobia? Khalib. Oh, okay. Yeah, Khalib. I think I did that when you were over in the, um, um, wherever you were. When I was in the, in the Islamic State. In the desert. Khalib. It's perfect. So I, I'm just tripping because 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 Hiller Hiller fell for that victim bullshit. Oh my god, the price of materials are so expensive with Blexit or whatever that piece that Hiller played. And all you fucking guys fell for it. This fucking joker, who the hell are you talking about? I don't know his name. I don't even know if it was the guy I was on the call with, but this fucking guy represents Craig Ritchie and the Buttery Bros and all these fucking people, Sporty Beth. And like, hey, no matter what, no matter what, I will never, the only, I will never tell anyone not to go on anyone else's show. I have said that I think it's bad for your brand if you go on the Wooly show, the 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 kettlebells and cocktail show. I think just because the it, it, you can be on there for ninety minutes, and I think you look kind of, it's I just am not stimulated by watching their show, and I think it, it makes their guests look bad. I think that I think that's um uh not good for your brand. Um, but, but I would never tell any, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not doing it behind their back. I'm not like, Hey, don't like, like some of these people are like, don't let someone go to the games. He's this, he's that. I never do that. 
That's fucking cheating. I would never tell anyone, like, don't go on Talking Elite Fitness. Go on there. I would never tell anyone, don't go on the morning chalk up. I encourage people to do all of that. I don't do any duplicitous shit like that behind fucking people's back. None. But if you think for a second that it's bad to come on my show and you're telling your people that, or you're telling people that are in my circle of friends, like, hey, I don't know why you hang out with him. He's, he's bad for you. You better ask why Rich Froning comes on. You better ask why Greg Glassman comes on. You better ask why Chris Cooper um, fucking is doing the state of the industry report here. You better ask Dave Castro why he comes on. You better ask Tyson Bajan why he comes on. Because you know, at the end of the day, you're I'm going to fucking turn on you for being a, like, just say publicly, hey, someone, I think you're a fucking dick. I'm so fucking cool with that. But if you're going to try to undermine my fucking show or do shit like fucking call Don Fall and be like, hey, you shouldn't have him come or or tell people that I work with like, hey, why are you working with him? He's bad. You, be, I'll unfuck your shit real quick. I'll make it so fucking all the people that you represent. Don't don't fucking want to go on your show because I won't have them on my show because coming on my show is actually good for people. My me being an asshole doesn't stick to people. I may be like I've said this before. I may be covered in fucking diarrhea, but when you come on my show, it doesn't get on you. It's weird. It's a weird phenomenon. I'm cool. Uh, Philip Kelly, what about the seminar staff who think you are think who think are your friends, but then they go behind your back and tell people not to come? <laughs> yeah, all those people. Like, don't do it behind my back. Especially don't ask to come on my show and then fucking not and then and then and then anyway. Just be smart. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. I'm not cheating. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going around and 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 undermining your fucking business and your shit. Uh, thank you, Ken. Please, uh, 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 Haley uh, Matosian at gmail.com. Uh, the time code is uh, two minutes. Did I have a stroke, Caleb? I'm really paranoid about having a stroke and someone not telling me. <laughs> I'll just watch it happen. It's they okay. Do the injection. Okay, so so I'm I am I am releasing a shirt. I'm playing with something down here. I should stop playing with it. It probably looks like I'm touching myself. It was like a twist tie. <laughs> just play with my um. Oh shit! I only have one toe spacer left. Oh what? What? What do you mean left? They're not disposable. <laughs> Don't you just use them once? Throw them away. Damn. <clears throat> I'm coming out with a shirt. You guys okay. ready? You ready? No one's seen this yet. This is the the release of it. Uh-oh. Limited edition. You ready? I think so. Damn, I almost shared my page with my emails. Not that, I mean, not, I don't know if I have any. Victim. <laughs> the Sevon podcast. Oh, it's in, oh, oh, oh. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, I don't know if I was supposed to show that. Wow. That's what I was laughing. And I think I'm gonna I've never sponsored anyone, but I think I'm gonna sponsor Craig Ritchie. <laughs> no. <sighs> uh okay, Bernie Gannon. Uh sorry. Okay, here we go. Um 
Bernie, uh, you frequently talk about being forgiving and not holding grudges, but how hard is it that with some of the folks from your past? Oh, I thought you were going to say, why am I picking on Richie? I, I, stop. I can't help it. Thank you. I mean, it's brilliant, right? That's pretty hey, good. I, 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 don't, I, I have to tell you something, and I'm not going to say who until they can come out, but I was brainstorming the idea with someone, and I had a brand name, and then this person told me the brand name, and, and they came. I didn't come up with that. Someone else came out with that and just – I was just – they're so fucking brilliant and creative. They came up with this so fast. No, not Will Brandstetter. I know everyone's thinking that he's because he's brilliant and creative. But the dude who came up with this, it's brilliant. There's only one guy. You know who it is? Yeah. He, he knew the nuances. You should have seen the title I came up with. God, that's amazing. I don't know. That's a great picture of him, too. He does look like he's... Is it crip walking or crib 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 walking? It's crip with a P. Oh, it is? Yeah. I always thought it was crib walking. <laughs> no. <laughs> look at this. Are you fucking kidding me? My, my shirt will not be oversized. No? No, I don't think so. You think it should be? Yeah. True to the mentality. Oh my God. I just, I, at first I was like, man, um, that's really fucking nice of, uh, Hiller. And then I was like, whoa, Hiller got a, the mind virus or Hiller's just like genius. Like he's just like, he's like, he's playing chess and I'm playing checkers. Chess. He's playing chess for sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no, no oversized. I know, I know. Let's talk. Let's talk to Caleb. Let's talk to Kaleeb. No, oversized for sure. Oh my VCTM. Oh my goodness. It's so good. Oh my goodness. The font is great. It's fucking so good. Oh my goodness. I I oh oops, 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 oops. Now oops, that's oh. in the <sighs> that's okay. That's just my show notes. could have been could have been could have been nudes of my wife that would have been bad in your email what no 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 i'm joking i don't have nudes of my wife i'm just joking okay let me see if i can um using dial up oh oh shit oh you know what's crazy someone else sent me um a picture of one an athlete's only fans page that almost popped up too Oh, yeah. I looked into that. I don't think it's actually an OnlyFans. No, another one's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you mean Sasha Nevis? She doesn't have an OnlyFans? Yeah, no. It's just a fucking Instagram channel. Okay, let me see. I don't um, understand the point of. <clears throat> let me see. Where Where is that? Shit, where did... um? I need to close some shit on here in case that happens again. <laughs> yeah. You have like a hundred tabs open on one window. Where, where was that original? Uh, oh, okay. I'll put this. Okay. How about this? Let me see. How about that? You think I should go back to this look? Yes. Because I'm beard. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're so supportive. Okay. Where is the, um, what was the, uh, oh, this. Okay. <clears throat> it's mild, Bruce. It's not even, it's not even, it's 
nothing. What? What? Bruce is asking if it's mild or spicy. It's mild. What is? Sasha Nieves's OnlyFans page. Oh, oh. Like she's not giving head in there. No, it's it's literally like the Instagram channel, which oh. is the dumbest shit. Yeah, the other one, the other one with him actually wearing the clothes is pretty crazy. Way better. Yeah, it is way better. You don't. What about the line through it? So you're like, hey, this isn't. Um... I didn't even notice that. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of cool. Maybe it. So it's th- like it's like a anti- thicker victim. line. Could you make it a thick. thicker line and still know what it says? Thick, sure. I don't know. Man. I didn't even mean to just uh, pull that other one up. I just was like double clicking it to see it. <laughs> Let me see if I can make it. Um, <laughs> How do I make it bigger? Here we go. Oh, this is kind of cute. Look at this. You'll like this. This is um, me and Craig together. There we go. Is the great Khalib says it's nice. It's nice. That's so good. Uh, Sean M wants to know what VCTM is. It's what you are when your hustle brand um, hits a speed bump and you start crying and blame Brexit. 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 Oh yeah, Blexit's like blacks leaving the Democratic Party, and Brexit is Brits Britain leaving the... leaving the European Union. Yeah. Whoa. Right. What were we doing? Are we done? Did we have Greg on already? I think so. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. My favorite part about this Paul Peters guy is that he's just commenting to himself. Oh, like you look like nobody else in that. You, chat. Look, you look like crackhead Mel Gibson. What's even better is that that'll stay on the YouTube or that's will stay on the Facebook page. So if you go back and look at the comments, you can just see him talking to himself. Hey, dude, how did you find this station? Oh, I still have one more question to answer. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, uh, Zach, my favorite part was when he said the 250k he saved had to go back into the business and save it. That's business. Yeah, it's it's it was it's weird. We have to ask. We have to get Hiller on and ask him if like what the fuck he actually meant by that. Am I doing Chad? Chad who? The thousand step ups for time. I haven't been gay so far in life. Oh oh. Probably not. I did that workout once w- without a vest. That's a stupid workout. <laughs> because you're doing the same thing repeatedly? Yeah, I know it might be blasphemous. I mean, it's just a great way to fucking injure yourself, like pull a wire or something. We're Especially like if... Four times. With a vest? Uh, yeah, with a vest, like rucksack. I'm not saying it's easy for you in the slightest. I'm not suggesting... But that that the full-size box, too, is crazy for me. What It's like 24 or something. It's fucking so crazy. It's only 20 inches, actually. Which oh, it's kind of nice for me. It's like it's easy. Yeah, I'm more like a 12 inch box. I'm a 12 inch kind of guy.
Anything else you want to say? Um, anything else you want to say, Mr. Peters? I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to do. I feel sad leaving everyone, but I think it's time. Oh, fuck, it's nine. Oh, it's midnight where you're at. Uh, 11, 12, yeah. Oh, what happened with, uh, what'd you say? 11, 12. Oh, yeah, Nebraska. So, okay, we'll wrap up the show here. What happened with the pipe? Uh, I probably... Can I tell you what I think I, happened? I'll tell you what I think happened. You yeah, went to Home ahead. Depot and you got some welding equipment and you welded for the first time. Um, close. Okay. I got equipment to solder it or braze it, which we found out what brazing is. And we attempted to do that. We mean in you and your pops? Yeah, at first it was just me because I was like, just I was like, I'm going to fix this problem right now. It's going to be no no issue. I made three trips to home D or Lowe's yesterday and then couldn't get it fixed. Came home for the night. And then today, this afternoon, I did another trip to Lowe's because we thought maybe we'll try a different substance to try to solder it. Can't you just so, go on YouTube and see how to fix copper pipe? Dude, I'm telling in? you, I've watched every fucking video on soldering copper pipes. Yeah. Under the sun. Every short, every YouTube video, I've asked every person that I know who knows how to I do would that. I think there's some tape you put on there and then you light a match under it and it's sealed forever. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Doesn't that sound so easy? Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. So uh, we have a friend who's a uh, like a family friend of ours is a plumber. So I just said, fuck it. I'm spending too much money being a retard trying to figure out how to do this. So I, I'm i going to have, he's going to come by tomorrow and fix it, I think. I sent it to him and he's like, yeah, it's an easy fix. I was like, all right, well, I cannot wait for you to show up, leave the car running, fix it, and leave in 10 minutes. Who's who's going to do that? A friend of ours. Oh. Uh, um, Yvonne Kiz Jensen. Well, Brexit. Is it the Matrix? No. No, I've seen that picture somewhere. I'm trying to think if I, I'm having an adverse reaction to it. Like this, this person said something before. I, we, that person has that like same profile picture somewhere else under a different name. I'm going through mm. the fucking giant fucking Armenian brain of mine right now. <clears throat> uh, Yvonne, uh, well, Brexit is a real thing. Yeah, no shit, motherfucker. It's when you guys fucking sold out and fucking bonded with the rest of fucking Europe like a bunch of retards and took the first step to fucking having your souls completely fucking ripped out of your insides. You zombies over there. You guys are on your 18th fucking COVID shop believing in your fucking socialist fucking healthcare, which we all know sucks dick. That shit's fucking invading our country. You zombies will take order from anyone. You can you Canada and Australia should be over here bowing down to us, thanking for fighting the good fight. Well, Brexit is a real thing, Sevon. Thank you, Yvonne. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And thank God someone over there had a brain and pulled out of that shit. And now they're trying to punish you for it. Well, suck it up and fucking get to work. How's that? Do I know about it? How's that? Now this is how you finish a day. Seven out of ten trigger.
they were so stupid to ever go along with that. Thank God they pulled out of that shit. And I know what's happening. I know they're they're fucking you when you guys are pulling out. I followed it a little bit. But you have a bunch of uh uh sh- you guys have more sheep than we do. It's crazy. You guys were you guys are are fully bred. We have the middle of our country, thank God. You guys are fully bred to be sheep. And same with um Australians and Canadians, those of you who get out of that are so lucky. Kind of lucky. It sucks. It's like being smart with everyone around you is not. It's like, you know what it's like. You're there. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Did you hear the phone ticking? Mm-mm. Oh, uh, uh, what was that thing? You better ask somebody. What was the thing I wanted to look up? Yeah, I tried to find it. I couldn't find exactly what you're looking for. Okay. Bye bye.